Hello and welcome to the Cartoon Lunch Podcast. Today, today's episode is the second part of my conversation with George Schiltes, who's an animation director. In the first part, George explained to us how he got into animation. And in the second part, the second part starts where uh, he started working, on, working for Nickelodeon on Rocco's Modern Life. Uh, we worked together on that show and, and others for Nickelodeon. So that was the start of a long, uh, successful career, uh, mostly at uh, Nickelodeon for George. Um, if you want to see uh, little movies and pictures of us working on that show and others, you, you can go to the website. The main website is at cartoonlunch.com, where I posted pictures of the crew and little movies we used to shoot in the 90s, uh, so you could see what, uh, what it was like uh, working at uh, Nickelodeon in these days. So here it is, uh, George Schiltes. And, and uh, Rocco was, uh, you know, uh, one of the highlights and the sort of a turning point in my career too. I mean, I had, I'd learned my uh, mm-hmm. yeah, chops because uh, uh, Julie Murphy and there were, and the animation checkers because uh, back in those days, uh, checking no longer exists the, in, in mm-hmm. television. The industry has changed uh, so much. I mean, it sort of exists, but, it, they're checking different things, mainly footage and, uh, you know, layout. But before they had to, well, I, I shouldn't say that. I still know checkers. So uh, please delete that part. <laughs> They'll all come after me. So, um, uh, but, but uh, you know, anyway, uh, it, that's where uh, I got my experience. And then, uh, and on The Simpsons, I had learned uh, a lot more about, comedy I, i'd say to me the mark of a great animated cartoon is when the people working on the show be they board artists or you know, background layout artists or timers uh i would get a simpson storyboard and just read the board without listening to the dialogue mm-hmm. and i'd start laughing you know and i thought yeah God, this must be pretty funny and uh i i had that same experience uh, working over on mm-hmm. Rocco too, because it was uh, gag driven, and yeah, I'd see uh, so many funny drawings over there. Yeah. But um, yeah, so in the first season, I know on on Rocco, uh, the timers uh, who were working on it in, uh, I think uh, Rob Hughes had told me this. They were the dialogue was not nailed down so he said yeah the dialogue would come in they basically cut long strips of paper with the dialogue written on it looked like confetti and kind of tape it to the exposure sheets to you know, create what uh the final animatic uh timing would look like and um that's how primitive you know the process uh-huh. was you know in those days so um but uh yeah, and uh, so uh, I didn't come on to Rocco till second season, but first season mm-hmm. had to be a lot of fun, you know, too, because everybody's kind of flying by the seat of their pants at that point. You know, so second season, and how long did you stay? So you came in as a I, timer I, or, or as a timing I, Well, what, what did happen, and that's uh, earlier I'd said you'd get a raise when you went from 
yeah. you know, place to place. Mm -hmm. So that's uh, what happened. I got, I think I got a bump up when I went from Klasky to timing um, on The Simpsons because, uh, you know, the producers are, will always complain they don't have the money and the budget yeah. and you know that the shows will make a great mm -hmm. deal of money. But I definitely got a kick up, you know, then. And then, uh, then uh, when I came in, it was early in 94 that I got called in to interview with Joe Murray on uh, uh, for Rocco. Somebody must have put in a good word mm -hmm. for me. I, I don't, it might have been uh, Swampy because I you know, worked with him uh, before both on The Simpsons and then on another uh, project because back in 93, um, I, in the summer, uh, on The Simpsons, uh, Swampy, uh, who was doing background layout at the time, uh, found out that I knew how to speak Russian, you know, from my mm -hmm. uh, college days. And then he was doing an independent of project uh, for the Dare to Keep Kids Off Drugs program in California public schools. And, uh, but it was being produced in Russia and St. Petersburg. So mm -hmm. uh, Swampy asked me if I'd want to go over there and be overseas supervisor. And I said, hey, yeah, sure. So that was a yeah, formative experience for right. me too. And then, um, then later on, you know, Swampy uh, was a board artist on uh, yeah, Rocco. So either he or somebody else must have, you know, uh, you know, told Joe at that time. I think we all did. did because Joe was asking about names and stuff when we, we knew you. There are a couple of people who knew you, you know. So oh, cool. If two or three people mention one person, then that's it, you know. All right. Like See, Swampy, I did. Me, yeah, because he didn't know people in animation in L.A. It was from right. San Francisco. So he would ask around and... And, cool. You know, yeah, everybody would mention people they knew. And well, uh, th thank you, Antoine. Yeah, sure, yeah. You know, uh, the restaurants are all closed now, but I'll take you to lunch <laughs> for that. You know, so. yeah. <laughs> Denny's, Denny's, only the best. You know, so, um, yeah. uh, and um, yeah, so then, and that was weird too, because I was still over at Film Roman and I thought I'd have to give notice. Mm. And the first week I was supposed to start over on Rocco was uh, the week of the Northridge earthquake in uh, oh, yeah. February 94. So that date is written in, yeah. you know, it, it etched in my memory. I remember it split the film Roman building in half. It did. Yeah. yeah. So, I, I was driving by like just a couple of weeks ago and I was mentioning that to my girlfriend. I said, that, that, you know, that building got split in half I, in 94. Yeah. And it, I think people inside could see her. outside. It was a big crack in right in the middle yeah. of the building. Well, and then uh, you know we had all uh, animators or you know everybody who works in animation. Um, that which is why I enjoyed working at uh, Nickelodeon as many years as I did. But oftentimes where we were working at Film Roman at the time was it was just a big dumb corporate building that mm -hmm. they yeah. subdivided cubicles for yeah, space. Yeah, yeah. It could uh, have been anything, a bank office. and it, Exactly. And, and everybody in animation is visually oriented or they're mm -hmm. collectors. So all these people that have these collections of, uh, you know, 
uh, figurines or artwork or stuff. There was a lot of stuff there. And after the earthquake, everybody wanted to get back into the <laughs> building to reclaim their stuff. And especially because I think the city of Los Angeles on like a lower floor, there was a, it, it was some office to help with uh, like uh, delinquent uh, kids or, you know, there were some teenagers with problems. So all these like um, pretty, you know, nice, not super aggressive animation types were afraid Hey, now that the building's been cracked open, all these criminals are going to come upstairs and take all our stuff. Uh -huh. um, and I, I, at the time, we all felt really sorry for anybody working on the critic because the critic was all the way at the top. Uh -huh. So, and I think the Simpsons was the second or third floor, I forget which, but uh, we were able to get in our stuff, you know, before the building yeah. you know, fell down. So, so then you jumped on Rocco right there. It was, I mean, kind of weirdly, weirdly perfect timing. It, it was. <laughs> there was a, a delay, uh, and um, I'd, uh, and, and so Simpsons had moved to a, a safer building on Chandler. I ended up working about another month there mm -hmm. before uh, because they got back into production before you know Nickelodeon did. But then yeah. I made the transition to uh, to Rocco. So how many seasons did you stay on Rocco? Um, I, there were four seasons altogether, and I, uh -huh. I was done uh, second, third, and fourth. Oh. And then Joe had hired me as a, an animation director, which is a step up from an animation yeah. timer. So mm -hmm. I didn't, uh, that we still had, uh, Ken Kessel was the, mm -hmm. you know, the uh, supervisor, production supervisor. So he would, you know, fine tune you know, all my work, uh, yeah. he had Ken, I don't know what happened to him, but he had many years of experience yes, in yes, yes. You know, animation. And uh, so he would uh, be checking over you mm -hmm. know, my work. But but yeah, I was there for uh, season two through four. Mm -hmm. So four, was that the last season of Rocco or not? Yes. The last, yeah. also you yeah, went I all the way so. to the I, end. I, yeah. I, I think I did, but there, now I'm trying to think because, uh, um, I, I really have to check yeah, yeah, yeah. on it. I remember I stayed until 96. I don't know what season it was. Okay, it was so then it, it might have gone beyond there, but yeah. then uh, I, um, I'd gotten, I thought I was with it till the end, but then I went from there onto uh, Cat Dog uh, yeah. when Peter Hannon yes. started up Cat Dog. So you didn't jump onto Hey Arnold. Mm -mm. It went from Rock Out to Cat Dog. To cat dog, okay. and then um, uh, at the end, not um, beavers either. No, nothing on Angry Beavers. No, I, I, um, um, yeah, there. I worked on on one episode of Beavers and uh -huh. managed to offend somebody who will go nameless, but uh, <laughs> uh, that person has not talked to me since. So, uh, um, oh, I uh, see. I think I know. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, but I don't and, and I was I, on Beavers. Okay. Yeah, yeah. and uh, but no, it was always uh, uh, the those were for me the salad days of Nickelodeon mm -hmm. because uh, um, yeah, I I guess I was like at the peak of my you know, form doing what I did. I had like a good rep in the industry, and so I would pinch hit. You know, if uh, we'd have a hiatus on the season, then they'd say, oh. Uh, 
Beavers was just starting up mm-hmm. and I worked on all of two episodes, but yeah. I did that and then went back to, did that, pissed off this one guy and then went back to uh, Cat Dog. So cat Dog, that, yeah. That was, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, yeah, So Cat Dog, did you stay all the way? So you were an okay. animation director on Cat Dog, right? Right. And I did uh, actually, um, I'm getting a little uh, you know, uh, confused, but because I did work on, when I left Rocco, I did work on uh, first season of Hey Arnold, but only... Mm-hmm. Yeah, first season. So I got uh, I I had met Craig over at uh, yeah uh, Craig Bartlett over mm-hmm. at, at uh, Klasky, but yeah. got to work with uh, him and um, you know my friend uh, uh, Brian Mark uh, Julie mm-hmm. Murphy was mm-hmm. on uh, you know Hey Arnold again, and then um, a lot many uh, good uh, board artists. That's where I first got to know uh, Tuck Tucker, who was you know mm-hmm. in my my mind one of the greats and then colleague of, and friend of mine who's retired uh, Larry Likelighter who had oh, yes yes yeah Larry had, had uh, been with Melendez many years uh, um, and been their timing um, uh, director on uh, many of the classic uh, you know uh, peanuts uh, specials and uh, hey Arnold was again as a timer I would uh, usually qualify cartoon shows, cartoon animation as uh, gag driven mm-hmm. shows or reality based mm-hmm. shows. Some can be a mix. I mean, uh, The Simpsons is basically, even though the characters are weird looking, Matt Groening you know, style, uh, basically a reality show. You're yeah, talking yeah, yeah. about you know, human beings mm-hmm. and their walks are defined and this is defined. Every now and then they'll they'll break out and something weird mm-hmm. will happen and then it'll be more cartoony. But a uh, show like Rocco is, uh, you know, the characters are very cartoony. That's mm-hmm. more gag driven. And the gag driven shows the timing tends to be a little more fun because it's faster. Like I had mentioned about the four frame takes, mm-hmm. but uh, Larry, because uh, peanuts too were a reality uh, show, uh, was another one of my mentors along with uh, Julie Murphy for timing. And, uh, you know, Larry said, no, in your reality shows, uh, you know, uh, usually an antic should be, you know, six frames, which is a quarter of a second. These things don't mean too much if you're not familiar with timing. Yeah, but it makes everything more realistic. It, it, does, crazy. it does. Yeah. And, and what, over the years, what uh, Larry made me really uh, aware of um, on the exposure sheets was the value of each frame and how important it is that you put this drawing or this storyboard panel on this frame instead of the one one or two frames you know down mm-hmm. you know, from that. Mm-hmm. So uh, so there um, and. Uh, yeah, so maybe it was. It was like Rocco, uh, uh, Rugrats, and then Cat Dog, because I was mm-hmm. on Cat Dog from first season until about fourth season. We're getting closer to mm-hmm. uh, the year. Uh, it was in 1999, and um, uh, I felt at that point that it had been about a season or more. Uh, before I'd read 
there were, since I'd read a storyboard that I started to laugh while I was reading it, what I had mentioned before working mm -hmm, on mm -hmm. the, the Simpsons. Um, I think, uh, you know, there were some writing problems in the later seasons of, uh, you know, Cat Dog, mm -hmm. uh, and not to diss the show, it's got a fan following of its own, but at that point, um, Larry Huber, uh, offered me a timing position on Chalk Zone. Uh, oh. And, um, and Likelighter, Larry Likelighter was over there working with Larry Hume. Mm. So he put in a word for me. And um, I liked the board, so I, mm -hmm. I kind of jumped ship uh, last season of Cat Dog. Yeah. And, um, and that caused a little tempest in the teapot at Nickelodeon. Well, they started doing that at Nickelodeon because we were all in, the, by that time, we were all in one building. Right. And every time there was a new show, they need people. Right, exactly. And a new show comes from someone who works on a show, who has a show, and they have their friends they want to work with. Exactly. It's normal, you know? Yeah, it, it, it is. And there's this mm. whole little song and dance where they want to keep you on the show you're on, but they know it's coming to an end. Yeah. And you're going, yeah, but I don't want to miss this boat, which yeah. is the new show you know, uh -huh. starting up you know, across the hall. Yeah. So. And at this point, I must say, uh, you know, that, uh, you know, the Nickelodeon's you know, still going. I assume they're still going strong. But when we moved into that studio in 1997 on uh, um, you know, Olive Street in Burbank, mm -hmm. uh, it was the first time I'd been in an animation you know, studio. Clasty uh, was a lot of fun. The Rugrats area was fun mm -hmm. because it was an old you know, brick uh, building. But uh, Nickelodeon was set up to make it look like animators yeah. were there, and uh, yeah. that that was that made everything mm -hmm. great. It was a happy place to work. Mm -hmm. So, how long were you on Chalk Zone? Because uh, Chalk Zone came from Oya Cartoons. I was I was on Oya Cartoon for just a oh. few months. Mm -hmm. um, so, Chalk Zone was one of the first ones that was picked up from Oya, right? And became its own. Uh, that was Larry's show, Larry Hubert's, right? Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. And and Larry again had. Uh, uh, years of experience. And, yeah, uh, yeah. Not now, of course. I'm uh, an I'm an old timer, and I'm proud of it. But uh, at that point, I, there were these people like Larry, uh, you know, and I'd worked with another checker who had like been working as a you know board guy on on um, on the Flintstones, and <laughs> it was always great to me when you know I'd work with somebody who had this. You know, of course, yeah. They, they, some there. of these. You hear some people who worked at Disney while with Walt Disney <laughs> when Disney was alive, or right. all, their, all their Hanna Barbera stuff in the '60s that we right. grew up with. It's amazing to meet these people, mm -hmm. you know. Sure. Yeah. So, so I wasn't. Uh, I was again not on uh, Chalk Zone that long. It's uh, right around 2000. Um, I was there from 1999 till partway uh, into 2000, I think. So about mm -hmm. uh, half a year. And um, and that was when there was a slump in the business from like mm -hmm. a 90, probably around 94 uh, to, to 1999. Uh, Antoine, uh, you probably uh, remember people could walk in 
off the street and just get a job if they mm -hmm. had any you know uh, art uh, skills at all they mm -hmm. they be able to get a job or by word of mouth uh, the whole business has changed radically it's not like that anymore but at uh, right around 99 all that first uh, generation of shows Yorocco and um, Hey Arnold um, and Catdog e everything was winding down mm -hmm. And then the economy went into, uh, there was that tech bubble that yeah. slowed down business uh, once at first. Um, so I, uh, Mark Taylor, who was heading up a uh, general manager of Nickelodeon at the time, um, must have, he went out of his way to get a, a program for little kids because Nickelodeon was not doing Nick Jr. programming mm -hmm. at the time. And Mark made sure that uh, we got a uh, first season of Dora the Explorer. And yeah. I got assigned to that show after uh, Chalk Zone. Um, and uh, you know, I was with Dora from the start yeah. until you know, when it folded. It's amazing. Mm -hmm. So that was like how many years? Well, basically from uh, two from two thousand yeah. uh, two thousand fifteen, yeah. So oh, it was the yeah fifteen years. It, it was wow. and and uh, so uh, the animation union has been uh, decent uh, to me, but it was basically yeah Dora the Explorer who earned yeah. me my uh, my years in the union. If I have yeah, if I have a pension. Uh, every time the check comes in, I'll say, count with me. One, <laughs> two, three. You get $3 this month. Yeah, so. Mm -hmm. So you're, that's the last show you worked on is Dora. Uh, no. no? I, uh, like, um, oh, no, 2015, yeah. Yeah, two, 2015. So did the show end in 2015 the, or you left the show? Yeah, what, what um, no, Dora went through a couple of incarnations uh, because then there was a, um, a, a show called uh, Go Diego Go, yeah. and then Go Diego went, and then Dora came back for mm. several seasons. And I believe I'm, you know, not friends with them, so I couldn't say for a fact, but that the the showrunners of Dora wanted to do something else. They had you know a winning ticket for the preschool market but they wanted to try something like a dora movie mm -hmm. or making dora a little older so they did they they uh came up with the concept of dora and friends uh and one of the managers of nickelodeon who took mark's place when he called us all together to tell us that dora and friends had been canceled he i remember him saying well you know with the problem with Dora and friends might have been Dora had too many friends and nobody could tell them apart. And I went, Ooh, okay. You know, so we knew the handwriting was on you know, the wall. And uh, so Dora and friends ended after two seasons. Nick uh, still had a place for me. So they moved me over to um, uh, Sanjay and Craig, you know, the yeah. uh, mm -hmm. you know, uh, show about the animated snake and his, uh, his friend. Um, and uh, so I timed on that uh, till the end of that particular season. And that ended in uh, 
uh, I think January of 2016. Um, mm -hmm. and, and then from there, uh, somebody, Andrew Overtum, who I also had taken uh, my class in timing, uh, was working on um, uh, on a show called Billy Dilly, uh, which yeah. ended up being a, a one season uh, hit uh, too. But then he needed uh, a timer and he called me over to help out over at uh, Disney. Mm -hmm. So, uh, and then after that, just briefly, uh, uh, while, while I was working on um, uh, in Glendale uh, for Disney television, I was, you know, uh, walking out on Brand Boulevard and crossing the street was Joe Murray. I saw this guy waving to me and I thought, God, that looks like Joe Murray. And then I went, oh, it's Joe Murray, you know. And he, he said, what are you doing here? I've been calling Nickelodeon and they can't tell me where you are. And I said, well, that's because they laid me off, you know, Joe. So. And um, uh, Joe was uh, putting together the Rocco special and uh -huh. he wanted me to be the... Uh, timing supervisor. So after um, Billy Dilly uh, folded, then I went back for about five months to uh, Nickelodeon oh, and yeah. supervise the, the Rocco special, which uh, Martin Olson had, yeah. had written. Writer. So you went back to Nickelodeon to, on the same show that you started at Nickelodeon. Yeah, the, life is uh, full of yeah. ironies. I mean, I thought <laughs> uh, when I had described my career way back at Mattel days, they were putting me uh, to supervise, direct an interactive toy uh, for preschoolers to encourage mm -hmm. learning. And all those years at Dora, it was a pretend interactive experience. Yeah, it was a new version of that. A new version of that, yeah. exactly. And then, and then the other bookend was uh, me coming back, yeah, to work on uh, uh, Rocco. Uh, so that, yeah, that was fun and. Then I had about a year to go uh, freelance, which I won't even you know, go into because uh, uh, although I love the union, freelancers get paid way too little money and it encourages, in my view, hack work because uh, of course, you know, I, yeah. I was basically uh, back to making the money I made you know, back in Rugrats days, but yeah, no, it's amazing. Yeah, later. yeah. So, so it no, goes. no, no other jobs is like that. Get you, you get to make the money you were making twenty years ago. Yeah, <laughs> so it seems like right. no other union would would allow that. You know? Right, A absolutely. So, yeah. so I've uh, I support the union, but it's unconscionable, and uh, it was the same way. Um, I think we've talked about this before. Uh, storyboard artists are invaluable, but uh, storyboarding has morphed uh, because of production pressures and the development of um, computer-assisted technology or computer technology. Mm -hmm. Now, board artists are called upon essentially to be animators, and they yeah. weren't that before. So, uh, and I remember, you know, on um, when I was on. Yeah, Billy Dilly, the board, Monday morning, the board artist uh, had been working a couple of great ones. Uh, 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 Zeus and uh, Kenny uh, Pittenger were on the cubicle across from mine, and they'd come in with haggard looks. And they said, well, uh, you know, why are you so haggard? You know, fun vacation? No, they were 
doing an audition board, which is only supposed to be a few pages. And, yeah. you know, there were, ended up being dozens, if not uh, 50 plus pages of boarding that was expected for something that nobody would get paid for, you know, either. So, uh, yeah, yeah, um, it's, it's, mm -hmm. yeah, it's the bad side of it. Right. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for, I mean, so now you've been retired since like two years, right? Uh, well, yeah. Do you have since, any connection uh, with animation at all? Or are you completely no, off? No, not um, mainly on you know, social media. I'll be following yeah. what uh, my friends do. Yeah. If uh, this isn't uh, uh, this isn't an audition bid, because I really haven't been in touch with uh, Joe Murray, but I think the only thing that could uh, me out of retirement would be if uh, the gray or white-haired old guys crew, you know, decided to do uh, another season of uh, Rocco. That would be fun. But otherwise, uh, um, yeah, otherwise, uh, you well, know. It might be I, a little I, hard. Maybe... I've heard from, from one interview, um, uh, Cat Dog uh, creator, Peter Hannon. Mm -hmm. who works now for Joe Murray's. Joe Murray has a little preschool show or something. Right. Joe moved permanently to Belgium. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't so. know that either. Is he still uh, he's supervising Let's Go Luna from I Belgium? don't know if he's involved in it right. at all. I guess you can uh, supervise. You can do anything yeah. from anywhere, you know. You right. get the boards and scripts. and Yeah. Yeah, because I have a little, uh, she's five years old now, a niece in, um, in Chicago. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, um, and I kept trying to, well, you know, again, because... I, I get the pension. I kept encouraging her to watch Dora the Explorer, but she yeah. was didn't want to watch that. She wanted to watch Let's Go Luna. And yeah. I'm like, yeah, okay, all right. <laughs> Every generation has its own you know, programs, yeah, you know, too. And yeah. uh, that's interesting to me because uh um the uh something like SpongeBob, uh Steve Hillenberg managed to put such a, a team together and the characters took on a life of their own mm -hmm. that uh, that show like the simpsons is still you're running like a top yeah and uh but uh, a lot of shows are either so tied to their creator that they can't uh survive without them or yeah. there's other programs that really uh i i think cat dog would have been a fine show for two seasons but mm -hmm. you know after that uh with uh you know, then, then you've exhausted the possibilities mm -hmm. of why you're, why you're trying to do that. But yeah, yeah that's not the way it works. So any, yeah, anyway, you the uh, writers, but so yeah. let's, let's, let's put the word out there that one of us sells the show and calls you back. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> to do some and, directing. Uh, and, and Joe, I like Belgian fries. So uh, <laughs> yeah, you can send you. Yeah. Once I get the vaccine, I'm on the go. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, thank you so much, George. Uh, uh, my pleasure. I, I hope you get at least uh, five minutes of decent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I put everything I don't cut, you know. Okay. So everything's right. out there. So sorry. All right. <laughs> okay. All right. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Bye, Antoine.